0: 1498 3 FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina.
1: Gentlemen, start your ring.
0: <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents. Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and Impact'sPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing
2: historian and author,
1: Perry Allen
3: Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 1400 AM, 98.3 FM. What do you think happened at 5.37 this morning, Greg? At 5.37. Allen, For- you got any idea?
4: Spring first time. first day of spring because Daddy's Mama was born on the twentieth. which is the first day of spring. Now to get that right. You well, yeah, you did. It don't feel too much like spring. No, time it now. doesn't. <laughs> but no, really, it
3: doesn't at all. But really uh, Myrtle
4: Moore, my grandmama, she, she was born in nineteen two. Uh whatever the date is today, March twentieth. You just said it. And they thought I was going to be born on spring, but I, I bloated. I was born on 22nd. Well,
3: you, uh, you got a birthday Monday. I didn't forget. I go get my second COVID shot Monday in Chesterfield and Greg's, uh, first one Monday. you getting your first one Monday Man on birthday, your birthday. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, we getting every this, uh, getting our shots taken and lined up and over with. I think Ronnie's finished with his and, uh. By the way, good morning, Ronnie. He's been texting in and calling this morning about uh, about the show, and uh, he wants Truex again. <laughs> now, if he, he's not going to be able to get Truex every week, if you, uh, I know you're listening, Ronnie, we uh, if he gets on this hot winning streak, we may have to not let you pick first anymore. But <laughs> we'll go along with it for another week. And uh, so we did pick a winner last week. Um, while you're over there. Lanny wants uh, Logano, so we got two picks in, and we'll get the rest of them later. And we got a great show today. Let me tell you what we got. It's jam-packed. Uh, at 11 o'clock is our, our Legends guest, and man, we got a good one for you. We got Rex White, who is the uh, 1960 Grand National Champion. He's the oldest living champion in NASCAR, and he uh, uh, is 91 years old. And I tell you, he sounds just like he did 20 years ago to me. I mean, he sounds great. And uh, I talked to him last Sunday. I reread his biography, his autobiography during the week. So, uh, because I tell you, if somebody came up the hard way, it was Greg. Uh, Greg. It was Rex living on a farm in uh, Taylorsville, North Carolina, which, of course, where Harry Gantz from. But I tell you, he had it hard. They didn't have any plumbing and, you know, electricity and it got cold and they had cows and he had farm work to do every morning and contracted polio when he was about seven years old and I tell you what, he just he earned everything he got and he quit when he was still very capable of winning. So uh Yeah. He sure did.
4: Rex Watt just a phenomenal person. Like I say, he won a championship in sixty, won a bunch of races, he was always competitive and uh like I say, he even drove uh, some of his last races with us. No, he drove his last
3: yeah. Grand National races with y'all. Right. The
4: last five or six. But it seemed like what used to confuse me. He run a couple of races with a four, but when we was in at Atlanta that time, we still had the one on it. No, that was in
3: the. There was two races that he drove. Uh, he drove for y'all in the Atlanta Five Hundred, which was in March. And he, the car still had the 0-1 on it from Daytona when Johnny Rutherford drove it. By the time, and I guess I guess he had to get in the car in a hurry. Y'all didn't have time to put his four on there. But by the time uh, they got, y'all got to Darlington a few weeks later, it did have the four on it. And it had the four when he finished third in the World 600 when Fireball got hurt. And then the race that he should have won at Atlanta that we all went down to, he had the four. And that was his last race. And I think we talked a little bit about that last week, that but I week. didn't. You know, I didn't know that he run third in yeah. Charlotte that day. Wade was fifth. Y'all had a good day. It wasn't too good for Fireball, and I'm not trying to be funny about it. But Fireball lived for another 39 days, dying on July second, 1964. But yeah, Rex was third, and um, Billy Wade was fifth. So y'all had a, an excellent day. That a uh, terrible day at charlotte in 1964 yeah the bad but we'll talk about it was um, a bad day
4: yeah but, it, but but rex and his guy they run good and
3: we just you know you have those tragedies you hate them yep yeah. well y'all had already lost joe weatherly earlier in the year so 64 uh, was a bad year
5: alan um things going on the local tracks picking up a little bit starting to pick up everything's getting wound up here and uh if you hadn't realized it, there's a lot of been dirt racing going on up there at Bristol. I, you know, I, I've it's heard been, that there was, and I heard they're tearing up a bunch of cars, but I don't know anything well, about it. Well, when you have over, I think they've had over 600 race cars up there, been uh, racing for the last five days, you're going to tear up a few race cars. I mean, they put in, they having 10 and 12 cars out there for a a heat race It's only 12 laps long, and only the top two or three get promoted onto the main, so... uh it's time to go. Yeah, and uh I bet there've been some good shows too. <laughs> <laughs> there have been some real good shows, and as a matter of fact, there's a guy named Craig Mills, twelve years old, won the six hundred two late model feature up there, <laughs> and uh, unreal it. And from what I can understand, it Harris today, twelve and under, you get in for free, so uh he can just come on down to Harris and get in free and drive. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, I tell you, Alan, Alan, I'm littler than you, and everything, and I put my hair back in a ponytail or something. I can go in
3: as your child and get in free. Oh, yeah. now, I think you'd probably look closer <laughs> to going in as uh, Alan's uh, hippie brother. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah hippie uh, brother. That'd be good. But uh, and then again, speaking of Bristol, at 11:20, we're going to have Anton Vestal who is the uh, head of communications at Bristol, and he's going to tell us about what's going on up there and what it took to put the dirt down. I guess when you go to that much trouble to put all that dirt down, you've got to use it. Right. And so they're using it a lot on these late models, and uh, no telling what all else. I don't know if they got the... We can sprint cars. I know
5: they've done that in the past. Well, they had one super late model race up there last night. It paid $10,000 to win. And going to have another one tonight, it pays 50000 to win. Are they, is any of that on television? Yes. Uh, well, it's on some kind of deal, uh computer. I don't know what... We'll have to call Wally Fowler and find out how that All works. Right. Call my daughter. She <laughs> paid on her big <laughs> screen oh, okay. TV last night and texted me, come on down and watch it. And I just... Uh, Everybody was texting me last night at eight
3: o'clock. Going, uh, have you seen this? I, I'm laying in bed. Well, I texted you last night and <laughs> I, said uh, I was into bed. <laughs> <laughs> I sent Alan. Uh, I was just checking when I was doing my homework for the show to see because they're running Sebring today, which is a big one, and we've talked about it a lot. And it's uh, probably on television right now. It is on television right now on NBCSN, and I think they actually get the green flag at ten thirty. And we'll go until 10.30 tonight And uh, to do the television on that. I believe they're on, well, I'm not looking at it. I guess I could get, get it official here. But they, uh, they are on, here it is, from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock today on NBCSN. And then uh, from 12 to 7, they're going to go over to the uh, NBC Sports app, which I actually have on my phone. And then from 7 to 10.30, it's going to be live on NBCSN. So they got the first two hours and the last two hours. And Jimmy Johnson uh, driving uh, one of your brother's two cars. Uh, had a little misfortune yesterday and uh, backed it into the, the barrier. But you say they, and that's what I sent you uh, a video of, but you said they fixed it. Yeah, they got it fixed yesterday and uh, I guess they're going to make the show today. Okay.
1: So,
5: uh, you know.
3: Well, that's good. Uh, oh yeah, there's, only, there's seven of the Daytona prototypes there, and he's starting seventh. They and it, you know, they're you know far Jim, faster than the other cars the, uh, that aren't in that class.
5: You know, Jimmy will be in that division today, and then tomorrow he'll start his Indy car, I think, program. Uh, but the Indy that must be practice because the the first race in
3: Birmingham isn't until the eighteenth of April. All right. Um, but. The other news from Sebring is that I'll call it the main car because we know this one's going to be there every week when, um, uh, whether it's a, an endurance race or not. And that's the one 30, the number 31 Wheeling Engineering car driven by Dippo Durrani, who's on the pole. And, you know, they uh, they dominated that race, uh, the, the first race they had there last year. They just. Uh, I think i said it many times, but the only time they did not lead is when they made a pit stop. And they will, uh, here's, I got the lineup right here. And uh, as I said, this race should be getting ready to start in about 17 minutes. Pipo Durrani is uh, is on the pole. And also in that car is uh, Felipe Nasser and Mike Conway. Second is Ricky Taylor in the uh, Acura. Third is... Uh, Ringer Van de Zander, and of course, all of these cars have three drivers, and we'll get into it maybe a little bit later. We got a jam-packed show, and then uh, of course, Jimmy Johnson is in the one that qualified seventh.
5: So uh, you look at it. I mean, you can start seventh back there and come all the way to the front because you got a long time to get there. You got twelve hours. You you
4: got time. You got time to do a little sprint run and try to get ahead of them a little bit. Then you cool it, let them catch back up with you while you're cooling your car and your tires down, and and, and not wasting your equipment. And it's it's a little different
3: strategy, but I, th- I think it makes for some really good races. The, I love the cars, and I love the, the the different classes. I got three other classes that are out there, and they're, everybody's trying to get out of each other's way and and then win their own races. So. uh Sebring's fascinating. I love it, and there's twelve hours of it today. And uh, it's a little bumpy too, ain't it? Well, it's an old airbase <laughs> from uh, World War II, and uh, those are long, uh, a lot of those long straightaways are on uh, concrete slabs that don't exactly line up like they used to in 1940. They kind of got bumps in it. Well, I mean, you know, they, they just go they, down a straightaway. Yeah, they shift and crack. I mean, that that surface has got to be. 80 years old, I mean, I don't know when it exactly was built, but I know it was built for uh, the Army Air Corps in World War II, if I'm not mistaken, and that's 80 years ago. So anyway, we also have a lot going on in Atlanta today. They're going to get, I might as well do the TV here right now instead of the end of the show, maybe I'll recap it again then, but the the, uh, Camping World Truck Series gets underway today at 2.30 on fs1 from atlanta of course we had uh dustin Bixby on last week telling us all about that and then at five o'clock uh is the xfinity race from atlanta with jeremy uh, clements starting 10th holding down 10th into point standings and we'll talk a little bit more about that later uh so you know it's uh, if you like in fact i think there's a couple, I, after our show was over at 1 o'clock, I guess maybe they'll come on at 12.30 with a pregame. I'm not sure, but uh, Presbyterian football. So, uh, I think they're playing Davidson, if I'm not mistaken. So, you got football going on on this station. You got uh, racing at Sebring in Atlanta. You got, and and whatever Alan's going to tell us about the short tracks here in a few, in a few minutes. And, um, of course, tomorrow's the big race at... The, uh, the um, Cup race, the Folds of Honor 500 at, at Atlanta, and uh, tons of basketball. I mean, it's wall to wall basketball, and I haven't watched too much of that. I did watch Clemson last night. They got eliminated by Rutgers. That no, was good. And, uh, <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that because we, <laughs> prob- we probably lost about half our listeners there, no, but no, that's okay. No, no, no. I'm a Frank Iyer fan. Yeah, well, he didn't do much in basketball. But yeah, right. it didn't. But uh anyway, I mean well, Clemson was in it. I watched I watched almost all of it. And uh, I think Winthrop got beat, so if I'm not mistaken, that's the only teams from this state that were in the thing and uh they're all home by now probably. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of new games today, other first round games, but we're not here to talk about basketball. I know they did that for about three hours right before our show. Um uh, So anyway, they
4: do do a good job at Presbyterian. You know, they don't have a lot of people, you know, much like Walford and some of
3: these other teams. But uh, it's fascinating. Now, we're talking Presbyterian football is what's coming on. Yeah, they didn't. Their basketball team was nowhere near the tournament.
4: Oh, yeah, I know. I know that. But, But their football team, it's interesting to see how they do against people like
3: Sanford and Davidson and. Uh, fireman. Well, I think they had a... Airplane, but, uh, I caught just a few minutes of it last week uh, when we had to get out of here in a hurry, and they had some uh, pretty spectacular plays. I know they had one right after I dropped you off, and Clary was uh, very excited as he gave the call of it. So anyway, there's a lot of sports on. There's a lot going on. It used to be uh, um, not too much going on right now, but, you know, it, it's, there's an abundance of sports right now and if you're into golf that's going on the masters is coming up which is about the only one i pay any attention to so it's a cool first day of spring but i don't see any bad weather in the forecast it looks like it's going to be good for the next few days uh, maybe a little warmer after today but um there's uh there's plenty
5: to uh keep you occupied well, I just got a text in here from Hank Gatton out there at Greer Dragway. You know, they're supposed to start up their big event today. Okay. But they have canceled out due to weather, cold weather. You know, these drag cars and stuff, that racetrack's a little cool. They don't like it cold. I thought it, I thought high-powered engines liked cold. Well, the motor does, but tires don't. Oh, okay. Uh, the racetrack exactly. stays cold. Yeah.
4: <laughs> what, what it amounts to... It's the barometric pressure and the coldness and everything goes in there. And it increases the motors in a lot of cases. Normally aspirated drag cars and stuff as much as 50, 60 horsepower. In some cases, more than that if they got more cubic inches. And then you got a racetrack that's ice cold and it's slick. And the only thing that extra horsepower is going to do is make you spin the tires more and make it more of a uh, 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 of a bad event, so I can see Hank and those guys doing that. That, that that's good because uh,
5: horsepower over
4: racetrack.
5: Did he say cool. when they're gonna reschedule it or anything? Has not texted me back about rescheduling you. Okay,
3: well, I am sure he probably will. So, anyway, let's take our first break here and come back. and uh, Alan, you uh, got your twenty minutes, and you can use all of it or some of it, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back
0: after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM.
6: There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sammit Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, rubens, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, if you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome, I never slice. Look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and visit the Sammit Shop,
7: 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. The cat you can't predict what is going to happen but you can plan when was the last time you reviewed your financial plan financial advisor Trent Lancaster in Jenny Montgomery Scotts Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-ifs to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals a financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement educating your children or grandchildren and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you take that first step let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow call today at 864-585-8282 that's 864-585-8282 or visit trentlancaster.com Jenny Montgomery Scott LLC member FINRA NYSE and SIPC you already know Carolina Driveline is the upstate's leader for custom drive shafts and high-performance racing. But did you know Carolina
8: Driveline also specializes in agricultural and industrial equipment? Carolina Driveline can keep your equipment moving so you're never down for long. And when the work week ends, Carolina Driveline's 37 years of experience can deliver the best in off-road racing and 4x4 solutions. Whether it's your workday equipment, your everyday car, or your weekend 4x4, Carolina Driveline is your high-performance solution. Find out more at carolinadriveline.com.
0: Founded in 1997, R.J. Rockers is Spartanburg's original brewery and go-to stop in downtown Spartanburg. But R.J. Rockers is so much more than a brewery. It's an entertainment destination with a tap room featuring great food, a weekday hoppy hour, trivia night, live entertainment and special events throughout the year. Follow Spartanburg's original brewery on social media and rjrockers.com.
9: Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership, family-owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife, Rita, are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie handpicks every vehicle and posts the best prices up front at ImpexPreOwned.com. Find the car, truck, or SUV of your dreams at a price you can afford at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned.
3: actually can't think of a better song to to come to you with, uh, Alan, <laughs> than, uh, than
5: another one bites the dust. Well, uh, I mean, that's pretty good for the short track it, segment. That's kind of pretty good. Though, <laughs> there's a few of them done bit the dust up there at Bristol Speedway from what <laughs> I've seen. Uh, another uh, one just did. So yeah, uh, go ahead. What you got? I just got text back in from Hank Gatton. That $5,000 race that they're having over at Greer Dragway will be next Saturday. Okay. So everybody get together and go over there to rear dragway. Uh, as far as our local scenes, you know, we started off with Travers Rest last week. They got all their heat races in, but did not get the mains in because of uh, rain come in and kind of washed everything out. They tried and uh, stayed over for about 30 minutes and it passed over, but then the second one come in and just flooded them out. So they had to cancel out uh, from what I've seen. they going to either let you bring your armbands back this coming week. They got a big race scheduled over there. I'll get more into that. Or the following week to redeem your armbands for that race at Traverse Rest Speedway. Okay. Uh, also, one of our local tracks, Lawrence Speedway, they're going to have testing and tune today. Gates are going to open up at 12 o'clock today. Uh, going to start practicing about 2 o'clock to get into pits. Is going to be $10 down at Lawrence Speedway. Also on the program, Modoc Speedway. They start off with the Modoc 100. They gonna have the 604 late miles down there. Gonna have a 75 lap main event down there. Gonna pay ten thousand dollars to win. Got the 602 late miles down there. Got the Crucis Street Stocks down there. They had them. They actually started off down there last night and tonight. And the Crucis Street Stocks. Uh, if you can win last night and come back and win tonight, you get a thousand dollar bonus. I think one
3: time while you were, uh, while Jada was in here with you, you told me where Modoc is, and I don't remember.
5: It's down there next to the uh, McCormick, South Carolina. It'd uh, be what? around, like, like the Lake Clark Hill? Clark Hill. Clark okay. Hill, Russell's I mean, yeah, Clark Hill, okay. Strong Thurman. Right. Yep, and uh, if you can win both main events down there, which uh, from what I've seen, there's guy, an old guy down there, he's pretty good pretty good that place he may be getting that uh well you look at he would be probably getting about twenty four hundred dollars if he can win both main events there also on the deal is front wheel drive four hundred uh road warriors seven hundred dollars also gonna kick off up here at harris speedway harris speedways won't have a test in tune yesterday but they had to cancel that out so they're gonna make a go at it uh, today for uh their main event up there, starting off the year, they're going to have the 602 Thunder Series up there. $3,000 to win. Also on the program, Renegade, Crate Sportsman, Thunder Bomber, Pure Stock, Stock Front Wheel Drive, Thunder Bomber Futures, and Young Guns. So uh, a lot of racing going to be going on up there at Harris Speedway. Drivers' meeting is going to be at 6 p.m. this afternoon. Pits for $30 to get in stands for $15. dollars i like to see this. Kids 12 and under get in free.
4: That's how I'm going to do it.
5: I said, how you going to do it there, Greg? <laughs> well, I'm going to be long-haired,
4: and you got gray hair, and you look a lot older, man. You're bigger, man. I'll he don't you-
3: does not look a lot older than you, Greg. <laughs> you need to check the mirror. <laughs> I'll,
4: just, I'll just hold your hand, diddy, diddy, uh, it, and we'll go right on in. But now once we get in, we'll get in bits. We'll do whatever we want to do.
5: we, we get in do whatever we want to there? Uh... Also, Travis Rist, uh, got. like I said, they got rained out last Saturday, so uh, you can either bring your armbands back on March 26th or April the 2nd. Uh, March 26th, they going to have the Rookie Division, Extreme 4, Front Wheel Drive, uh, Pure Stock, Thunder Bomber Futures, Thunder Bombers, Renegade, crate Sportsman. Gates are going to open up over there at 5 o'clock. Stands is going to be $15 to get in, and Pitts is $30 to get in. Also, next week, we're going to have the Rock Golf Memorial at Cherokee Speedway. This is going to be a big event over there because on Friday, they got the twin World of Outlaws features. Going to pay $5,000 for each, each one of those deals. Wow. And then, you can come back in on Saturday night, two-day deal, and they're going to pay $30,000 to win the World of Outlaws. $30,000 just to win. Thirty thousand. So that means if you can win all three races, that's forty thousand uh, dollars. I mean that's a lot of money. What you look at getting on up there. But you're yeah. looking at you looking at Bristol tonight at fifty thousand dollars. So if you could just win at Bristol tonight, then come on down to Gaffney, you almost got a hundred thousand dollars. And that's if crazy. you're twelve years old, you can get in free somewhere, <laughs> Harris. <laughs> yeah. You sure can. <laughs> and uh like I said, uh, got had a little bit of racing going on and uh oh Perry. Uh-oh. I, I just got a text. And? It said... Uh,
3: this is breaking news, and I don't know what it is. It so. <laughs> said to shut the baby up and change his diaper. Jimmy just wrecked the gear. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> so, I guess they... Hold it, Greg. They, they just started the race? I mean, it's... <laughs> I guess so. I mean, it's... A, it's Looks it's like 10.30 and 14 seconds, so if he well, wrecked 14 seconds into the race, that's not too good.
5: Yeah, I just got this text, and it just comes straight in. It says, Jimmy just wrecked again. Looks like front replacement this time. Well, you know,
3: if there's a bright side to it, they got a, a little a, around 11 hours and 58 minutes to get it done. Well, that's
5: just not a good way to start.
3: Well,
1: it
5: well, off.
3: Well, answer me this, and I don't know if you can answer this, and I know you're not through with your segment. But uh, why why would they start, Jimmy? I figured they'd start Kobayashi. I mean, the
5: the uh, veteran. I I thought I kind of thought the same thing. Or kind Whenever, whenever you looking, it started at ten ten. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, well, um, I was off there. I, I just got that text in right here. Somebody's listening to us somewhere. Somebody's listening to us somewhere. Yeah, th- to us somewhere <laughs> but I'm kind of like you. But I guess whenever you're. Uh, your main sponsor is Ally, and you know what Ally meant to Jimmy Johnson. So uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know, if, I don't know how that deal actually, you know, works out or whatever. I'm kind of like you. I'd like to had the uh, Kobayashi in there for qualifying and stuff, or or um, Pagino, the Indy Pagino, in- I mean, winner from a couple of I years mean, ago. Don't, don't get me wrong when when you take a NASCAR driver. And put him in one of these cars. You've seen the pictures of these cars. Oh yeah, they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous. Except Jimmy's is a little altered. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> on either end gonna, now. I ain't gonna say it. it's kind of like taking a guy, taking him out of a dump truck, and put him over in a Corvette. I mean, but that's. I mean, that's uh, these cars are are more, you know, sophisticated. I mean, well, there's that's the, that's all it is to it. They yeah. are. You need to look at the steering wheels on them things where you can adjust, you know. You got some of them drivers that have put more bar into it going down the straightaways to get through the back half of the you know, the racetrack and yeah. then take it out going down the front half.
4: Can you imagine what would have happened, Alan, if we'd have had adjustments like that inside them cup cars with a Pearson and a Kale and, a, and, and, a, and, and Bobby and all the rest of it where they could change the sway bar and do this? Uh, and all that kind of not stuff. Not
5: really. Not really. I couldn't I see I think that. some
4: of them have anything run on three wheels yeah. just to go fast.
5: If you if you looked at some of these late model race cars that they got out there now and all the adjustments between the back bars back there to where you can scissor lift them cars and, and push them forward that you got, you, got thir- you got 13 adjustments. You got seven on top and six on the bottom that you can swing these bars to and stuff like that. And I mean, it's I ain't gonna say you just about which uh, Kyle Larson's people, uh, the Rumleys with the six car. These, I ain't gonna say you know what did Smoky Unit said. I ain't seen no geniuses in racing, but I've seen some smart people. But some of these people getting geniuses in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, when you
3: got that much different types of adjustments, I mean, it's almost infinite. You know. Uh, I mean, I guess you know, you've got enough knowledge to know which way to go, but the the change this a little bit and change that a little bit. and I mean, it's just hard to hit on the right
5: combination. Plus, plus too, it it automatically, whenever a driver does change stuff on its steering wheel, it actually shows it back in the pits on their computer systems and stuff like that. I mean, they can sit there and say, whoa, 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 don't do this and don't do that. Back in Charlotte. Yeah, back (laughs) in Charlotte back yeah. <laughs> where the rest of
4: them i think a line. lot of it had to do with the shock situation they let, they let the shocks get out of hand well they've let i
5: it mean it, you know let get out of
4: hand well I mean, we that, know that but you know, know they used to have we, we always run uh uh four two rig rides per wheel or, or Monroe, and and we had a certain amount of adjustments that everybody knows as far as compression and
5: rebound and that's well, it's the same to, for everybody. I hate to tell you, some of these super late ball dirt cars has got three shots just on the left rear. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Alan, are, are you through with your uh, local well, segment? <laughs> well, uh, we kind of got off the subject. We did three really on one wheel, the on left rear. Yeah, three shots on the left rear. Just the left rear. And, I mean, if you watch these cars, He won't loosen oh, it up, ain't he? Uh, no, they ain't loosen them up. <laughs> what you think. Uh, what do you think worked? We'll put it this way. Forks back. When, 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 when we started setting up our dirt cars, and stuff like that, well, from what I've had in my books, whenever I was racing with CL back in the 70s and 80s, in the mid-80s and stuff like that, and from what we went back to, and I told Danny, I said, Danny, I said, whenever we wanted to go back into dirt racing, I said, it might take us a little time to catch back up, because you know as well as I do. You miss two or three weeks out here, you're you're behind eight ball. Now but you got, ain't got to necessarily miss a year, but now, you can miss a handful it, of it, weeks and get behind quick. But if you were to told me the, the the weights that we're running on our race cars now compared to what we did back in, there is no way I think this race car go around the racetrack, but it does. So, uh, but I mean that's just uh, that's changing of times. I mean, don't get me wrong. And, I mean, these cars are faster and faster. Whenever you can get around Bristol, like I showed you the other day, they get around Bristol in 15 seconds. That's fast. Dirt. Uh, that's strong.
3: Is that your... That's, that's, uh, so we're okay talking. I yeah. mean, I, I don't want you to have uh, a track that you need to talk about uh, that. because that we, we have gone off on a...
5: Very nice tangent here, but it's okay. And uh, But uh, we, got Harris, we got Harris Racetrack opening up this afternoon. So, Mr. Wilson, I know Mr. Wilson listening. We're well, going gonna to be sitting at Harris this evening. Well, uh, you going? Uh, I may go. With a car? Nope. No car. No car. No race car. No race
3: car. But <laughs> uh, take a jacket. It's going to be, I guarantee it'll be cool up there on the. We're going to fix that car. Thanks to yeah. the Packlet or whatever <laughs> river that is. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what let's do. We got Deb on hold here, and she's in at Atlanta. Yep. And um, we're a couple of minutes early, so since we've already got her, let's take our next break and come back and uh, get the scoop from the lady that knows what's going on. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
6: Impex Pre Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. You won't get pressured at Impex Pre Owned. You'll just get help finding your next car, truck, or SUV at a price you can afford. Start your search today at ImpexPreOwned.com. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex
7: Pre Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That is why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you will ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Jamie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com, Jamie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Here comes lunchtime. Do you know that unlike some barbecue places, Bubba's Barbecue and Bash has ribs for lunch
10: every day? Bubba's also has great burgers, pulled pork, calabash chicken, all of your favorite sides, and some of the best sauce around. Top it off with Bubba's famous banana pudding or a slice of pecan pie for dessert, and you'll make Bubba's your barbecue home. Bubba's Barbecue and Bash, 827 West Blackstock Road, just a half mile from Westgate Mall. Have lunch at Bubba's today.
0: If you're riding around in your car, listening to a game, and your car radio sounds like this. And you want it to sound like this. (laughs) There's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com.
7: Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rocker's, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads.
0: Deb Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to
3: Deb. And good morning, Deb. How are things down in Atlanta? Well, good morning. Uh, Fine
2: after I finally got to Atlanta. I've never had as much trouble getting to Atlanta
3: as I did yesterday. Well, I I was going to bring that up, so I'm glad you did first. Uh, Deb calls me about 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon, and Asked me if there was a way around the traffic jam on 85 South uh, in Gaffney after you passed the peach. And there was, unfortunately, a double fatality accident about 1030 the night before, Thursday night. And Deb was coming through there a good, what's that, 17 hours later or something. You still ran into it. Did you have to go over to 29 or did you just stick it out?
2: No, I stuck it out, and uh, because once I got to the exit that you suggested, it cleared out. But then I hit another stoppage in Greenville, and then another one just south of Commerce, Georgia, and then another standstill in Atlanta last night. It took me nine hours Holy to get from cow. Charlotte to Atlanta yesterday.
3: That's, oh, that's my. terrible. I'm sorry for that. So, Deb, uh, I hate that. That's um, well. Don't let it discourage it you. It
2: happens. <laughs> I, I know a different way. I'm going back.
3: <laughs> well, I, like I said, how, 29 will get you there eventually. It's uh, I remember Bud Moore used to talk about before they built 85, there was 29 traffic lights between Spartanburg and Charlotte. So uh, if you take 29. 29- yeah, I
2: got me another way, and that's I'm going to take 26 towards Asheville and then pick up 74 at the foot of Saluda Mountain and shoot over that way and come out in Kings Mountain.
3: There you go. Well, that'd probably work out a whole lot better. Well, Deb, how's the weather down there, and uh, how's it feel being back on the on the uh, on the scene?
2: Oh well, it always feels wonderful when you're at a racetrack and the weather is gorgeous. It's 45 degrees right now, so it's chilly, but you know it's just nice spring weather. It's chilly at night and warm up 50s, 60s during the day, so it's great racing weather, and we're gonna have it today and tomorrow they're not expecting any rain to move in until Tuesday here so it's a wonderful weekend uh, to come back to where we ended up shutting down I know it's a weekend later than it was last year but it still feels like we're back where we need to be
3: well everything's uh everything's getting back to normal slowly I know I Greg gets his shots Monday on his birthday and I get my second one Monday but uh the good news is we finally picked a winner. Uh, Ronnie, our producer, picked uh, Truex last week. So uh, he's uh, he broke the jinx of uh, the experts not being able to pick a winner. And he's already picked uh, yep. him again for this week. Uh, and we're not going to let Ronnie pick f- True X every week, especially if he gets hot <laughs> but, but uh because we don't do this in any particular order, but he can have him this week, and Lanny has already taken the legano, so Deb I'll let you go next again you, you've been getting third every week
2: oh that's okay uh three's a good number always has been, so I'm going to stick with Kevin Harvick this week because Kevin Harvick and Kurt Bush currently uh each have three wins here at Atlanta, so you know it, Kevin Harvick did well at Phoenix last year at week. He finished in the top ten. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Kevin Harvick again this week.
3: He's been laying kind of low. We certainly didn't hear much about him. Uh, um, was it last week or the week before? It was one week he was just, I mean, they were lapping him. So, uh, um, Oh, well,
2: it was he was just basically non-existent at Las Vegas.
3: Yeah, Las Vegas. Okay, Greg, you yeah. got a pick for us? Do it quickly? Well... I'm sitting here just
4: thinking, well, it's a two can I get oh well, <laughs> let me let me it my let me go with rogers car uh kedalowski, okay number two i'll I'll stick with he them. runs he runs good sometimes i, I just i always love pulling for the wood brothers, and I'm I pull for on uh probably half the time, but I, Alan, gotta, Alan, I gotta
3: try to get a point. Alan, you uh, put a zero next to mine. I hope you're gonna make a nine into no, that. Make a nine. Okay, so uh I'll take the the hometown boy, so to speak. Uh and Alan's got down uh, Kyle Bush and his daughter's got Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. So um I don't know if you know it and we'll get to Atlanta right after this, but uh Deb, uh Alan's brother is connected with the uh the Cadillacs on the, uh, that are running Sebring right now, and Jimmy Johnson's already crashed this morning on a...
2: Oh, no, I was not aware of that. Yeah,
3: he wrecked yesterday. He backed into the wall, but then we were in our last segment, and he got a text on his phone. I suppose that was from his brother, uh, Mike Hill, who you might know Mike. You know, he was with Junior Johnson for years. And, okay. Uh, and he uh, said that Jimmy's already knocked the front end off of it this morning. So wow. uh, they started at 1010, 10, and... Uh, well, the good news is they got a long time to fix it because they got like over well, eleven hours crazy. to go.
2: Okay, what do you? I have tell you, you I haven't been to Sebring in a long time, but I know that uh, since the France family got it, they've made a lot of improvements there. But man, when I was at Sebring, it it needed a lot of improvements.
3: Well, uh, we were just talking about that old air surface they have. But what have you learned yep. in uh, being back in Atlanta and getting back into the swing of things in person?
2: Well, you know, it's really interesting, of course. I think the big thing everybody's talking about is the fact that we have had five different winners, of course, in the first five races, and you know, it's interesting. It's not as unique as you might think. For example, the last time we had five different winners uh, to start the season was just 2017, so it's happened quite a great deal over the last couple of decades, and the most different winners we've ever had in a season was 19, but we also, that was 2001, but we actually had the most different winners to start a season was 10, and it was Dale Earnhardt Jr. that broke it uh, and kept it from being 11, so you know, it's not as unique as you might think.
3: Now, 2001, uh, the the year's Kind of run together for me, Deb. You got to help me out here. But when did the car of of tomorrow come in? Was it around there, or was that more like two thousand four or five?
2: Um, I would say it was more around two thousand four or five. Well, I I was with Penske from two thousand four to two thousand. Let's see through two thousand seven. And I want to say it was about the time that I left Penske, because when I was at Penske it was when Ryan Newman was winning all those races and setting all the pole records, and we didn't have the um, the next gen car at that time or gen seven, I think it was, or okay. whatever whatever number it was the the car that just about caused the demise of this sport, really. And it came about after I left Kentucky So, I want to say it
3: was mid to late two thousand. Yeah, you were just talking about the different winters we had, and I didn't know if that had anything to do with it, but evidently not. So, Deb, no. uh, we got the truck starting today at 2, I believe it is, or 2.30. And, uh, right. And then Xfinity at 5. Uh, um, that's, uh, that's pretty late to start. I mean, I, I know they're putting two races on the same day, but... Uh, I mean, they do have lights in Atlanta, don't they? Or no?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought oh, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, we're on daylight savings time now, too. That's so true. it doesn't even get dark till 6.30 or almost 7 o'clock, and particularly with it being sunny today. So uh, they'll, they may have the lights on towards the end, but, yeah, they've got lights here.
3: Well, I know the... So that
2: won't be an issue. Yeah,
3: well, how does it feel being back? Have you... Uh, is, are, is there just a limited number of places you can go? We talked a little bit about this last week when I said about finding a quiet spot in the garage area.
2: Um, I, right. I mean, we're I, not you, allowed. We're still not allowed in the garage area. We're not allowed around the competitors. Uh, all the post-race conferences and free-race conferences are done via Zoom, and I have a appointed a time I have to check in and get my temperature checked, and I had to fill out my form yesterday with NASCAR, Um uh, over whether I had been around anybody who had tested positive for COVID or if I'd had a COVID test. And the thing they've added this year on the form that we have to fill out is, have you had a COVID vaccine? And if so, when did you have your first shot? And so we had to fill all that out. And then when I check in, you know, when I come on the property, I have to have my mask on and they check my temperature and then they'll hand me my parking pass. And then I'll go to the parking lot outside the track and go to the press box, and that's the only place I'm allowed to go.
3: It's a good thing so. they didn't take your temperature. They didn't take your temperature after that nine hour drive from Charlotte yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> you might have been a
7: little overheated. Probably bad, not. My was running about one
4: hundred five. <laughs> <laughs> on a speedometer. No, she wasn't on a speedometer because the she not traffic.
3: thermometer. A no, not thermometer.
4: Not, yeah, that's what I'm saying.
3: Deb, um, now, let me, about, as far as the press goes, I, I mean, you're a, a veteran, as, as we say in your opening. But you are. You've been around a, a, doing this a long time. And is, are they mostly letting the veterans do the actual on-site reporting? Or are they rotating around newer people that, you know, maybe haven't been on the job but a few years or you know, how how does that work? I, I I know you if if there's anything like that, I would think you'd have precedent over just about anybody for with your credentials.
2: Well, I appreciate that, but you know, you've got to look and see who is here, first of all. You, it's the procedure, we're on our third different procedure from last year when they started back May seventeenth. When they initially started back May 17th of last year, only four people were allowed to be in the press box. And one was with the Associated Press. One was a local reporter that the track got to pick. And then the other two were reporters that had said they were interested in going, that were members of the National Motorsports Press Association. And each week... Each race week, the board of directors of the NMPA, we were meeting to look at who wanted to cover, and then we made the decision off of those people. So up until about the 1st of July, that was only four people allowed in the press box. And then around the 1st of July last year, they started allowing, uh, they would give us a list of who to apply for credentials to the track and who was the NASCAR representative, and you had to apply for your credential or pass. I have an annual hard card, so you have to fill out that, uh whether you have a hard card or where you need a paper credential, and they look at that as well. And then the track and NASCAR work together, determine who would do it now what they're doing this year is you apply to the track just like we've always done in the past the track looks at all the names that it has and it calls down to the number that nascar has said they can have and have the proper social distancing in the press box and then they submit that list to nascar and then nascar makes the final call and I was notified on Tuesday of this week by the track that um, I had been approved, and I had gotten all my legal documents to sign from NASCAR uh, a week ago yesterday. So lots of times you don't you don't know what your report times are to the press box, whether or not you've definitely been approved and all until the week of the race. Yeah.
4: Well, i tell you what, I can't imagine any racetrack not letting Deb Williams have total access to pit road, victory lane, the press box, or anything. But, you know, four Well, people- I
2: appreciate it. Nobody's getting it right now, Greg. Yeah. Right. You know, we all look forward to the day when we can get back to normal and we can right. all go on pit road and the... Uh, garage and all, but right now no one's allowed to do it. And we met with NASCAR, and when I say we, I'm talking about the members of the National Motorsports Press Association. We had a Zoom conference with NASCAR prior to the start of the season, and they informed us then that the protocol that we used last year would be in place, in all probability, for the first two quarters of this year. So we really don't see any Any change in it? Well, in fact, NASPAR President C. Phelps told us in a Zoom conference during Speed Week at Daytona that the access to the garage would not occur again until we had herd immunity. So, you know, I figure it'll be at least July until we can get herd immunity.
3: Herd, as in H E R D? Correct. Uh, A a whole herd. I didn't know they counted reporters in herds.
2: Well, they're they're talking about herd community overall because um, they were referencing not just media access to the garage again, but public access to the garage again in addition to the competitors like it was prior to the pandemic.
3: Hey, Greg, here comes a whole herd of reporters.
2: Yeah, you know that quite well, don't you, Greg? <laughs> oh, yeah, but
4: I mean, I, was, I wasn't i was looking at them. I was looking for you to be in the bunch. That was the whole thing. <laughs> but they used to have a ton of people that, that was in the, the press booth, and they could walk out to pit road and interview drivers, and practice and all this stuff. And, and you know, Deb was the queen of the female motorsport journalist by far. I mean, and... uh but, yeah, four people allowed in the press box, that's, that's cutting it kind of slim. Of course, I have to admit, even though they might have had it one time. They how many did they have it one time? Like about 50 or 40 or? Well,
2: you know, it depended on the track, but, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Particularly for Charlotte for the 600 and Daytona for the Daytona
4: 500. Chuck, we probably had over 100 at Daytona. Yeah, well, out of that 100 Daytona, there was probably only 10 of you that, you know, we we would have known and talked to mainly you and and Higgins and Wade and and the list kind of goes on and on. And a lot of mm-hmm. the people we didn't know, but I mean, if you get looking back, I'm just trying to think of Jack Flowers and and this one and that one and, and some of those guys are real good. None of them look nearly as good as you. And you don't. Well, I appreciate that. And you done a you you done a real good job. And still does. And still does do a good job. But You can remember
3: back when they first started allowing women reporters into the pit. Well, you probably were one of the pioneers in that, weren't you? I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know, but I was... uh,
2: Well, let's put it this way. The first time I ever went to Darlington to cover a race, when I picked up my media credential, printed on the paper credential was no women allowed in pit.
3: (laughs) Well, I guess that uh, changed that pretty quickly <laughs> well Deb we've got a couple of minutes left here um we love your insight and the things you bring to the show and it, it's fantastic you are uh, gonna well uh, hopefully have a safe trip back to Charlotte tomorrow going a different way but do you uh um when you anticipate going to the uh, the track again that Bristol on the dirt's going to be I would think that might be hard to pass up oh
2: I've definitely applied for I'm planning on being at Bristol yeah Okay. Um, I'll definitely plan on being at Bristol, and I've also requested credentials for Martinsville, Darlington, and Charlotte. So we'll just have to see how things go.
3: Well, we wish you the best of luck, and I mean, I I don't mean getting the credentials. You'll get the credentials. I just, I guess, I mean with uh, the traffic, with weather, and traffic, and accommodations, and uh, you know, everything that could uh, COVID scares or, or delays or whatever. We just. Wish you the best. In a- Nine hours at Atlanta. Uh, uh, Bud Moore would have done shot me just because the traffic was bad I wasn't even driving. <laughs> well, you know, uh, J. P. Day used to ride his bicycle to Atlanta, so I mean, he could really That's right he did, <laughs> camp out in the woods. Deb, we're going to let you I was go. I say that
2: probably would have been a faster way to have
3: gone. <laughs> <yesterday>. <laughs> he'd have been, been pedaling right on past you yesterday.
2: Uh, exactly. Now, I was going to say just really quick when you're talking about people getting access to the press box, just to show you an example. Two of my coworkers at RacingToday.com live here in Atlanta, and normally under, before the pandemic, all three of us would have been granted credentials to the race. Yeah. But this time, because of the reduced number, we had to work it out among the three of us, and um, since I have, uh, they said since I was driving in, you know, to uh, let me go ahead and do this one, but then I'll give them first priority over the the July Atlanta race.
3: Okay. Well, that's great, and uh, Deb... You're the best. Thanks for coming on, and we will look forward to talking to you next week from Bristol. Thank you.
2: Sounds great. Okay. Always a pleasure.
3: Thank you, Deb. That's Deb Williams. Uh, she's a pro, ain't she? She sure is. Um, I tell you what, the press and things like that have changed so much over the years, and I didn't mean to. Uh, I didn't mean to put Deb on the spot, saying like uh, you know you've been doing. Uh, she's a lady. Okay, And I don't want to say that she's been there too long because I don't really know how long she's been there. But, you know, she's a she has been there about as long as I can remember. and uh, She's a veteran. Yep, she's Let's a veteran, see. and that's exactly how she told me she wanted to be billed on our show as um veteran NASCAR reporter. But we're going to take a break right now and come back um, after the top of the hour and talk to none other than Rex White, 1960 champion. This is Start Your Engines. We
0: are Fox Sports. Your home for the herd with Colin Cowherd weekdays at noon is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. We are Fox Sports. And here's what you need to know. In the NFL, the
8: Miami Herald reports that the Dolphins are cutting offensive lineman Isaiah Wilson just three days after acquiring the 2020 first round pick from the Tennessee Titans. The Herald reports Wilson showed up late for his physical, showed up late for his team orientation, and skipped two optional workouts that he committed to attend. Today's NCAA tournament action tips off at twelve fifteen Eastern from historic Hinkle Fieldhouse with five-seed Colorado taking on 12-seed Georgetown. Biggest story from Friday, 15-seed Oral Roberts upsetting two-seed Ohio State in overtime just the ninth time that a 15-seed has beaten a two-seed. And the IOC announced today that international spectators will not be allowed to attend the Tokyo Summer Olympics in July because of risks associated with the pandemic. I'm Isaac Long.
7: Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That is why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you will ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Jannie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com, Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown
6: Spartanburg. It's the Sammich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Reuben's, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, if you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome, I never slice. look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and visit the Sammich Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. The Hub City Farmers Market is open every Saturday from April 3rd through December 11th. The Hub City Farmers Market features fresh local produce, meat, and dairy products. You can also pick up artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday features live music and activities for the kids. Shop local with the Hub City Farmers Market, part of the Northside Harvest Park at 498 Howard Street. Open this Saturday, 11 to 2, and every Saturday, April 3rd through December 11th.
8: Winning takes a strong team effort, and you'll win when you trust the Kapasi Glassmart team for your commercial and residential glass needs. Storefronts, auto glass, safety glass for heavy equipment, window and insulated glass, patio doors, and plexiglass mirrors. Expert repair service plus Kapasi Glassmart provides 24-hour emergency board-up service. Call the Kapasi Glassmart team today at 583-6200. That's 583-6200. five eight three sixty two hundred. Kapasi Glassmart serving the Upstate since nineteen seventy five. Kapasi Glassmart helping your team win.
0: Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina.
1: Gentlemen, start your resume.
0: Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex pre on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and Impact'sPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood.
3: And And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines, and it is indeed a pleasure to welcome back to the show for the first time in a couple of years, the 1960 Grand National Champion, 2015 Hall of Fame, uh, NASCAR Hall of Fame inductee, Mr. Rex White. Good morning, Rex good morning good to have me on with you well i we're, we love having you on and uh i gotta tell you that after uh i called you last sunday and we uh, and you agreed to come on with us uh i reread your autobiography uh and uh if you you listeners out there want to read a good racing story uh gold gold thunder is uh rex's book written with ann b jones and uh I tell you, it's fantastic, and you'll get insight into a guy that... Nothing was ever handed to Rex White that he didn't earn, was it, Rex?
1: Not, not much, no. <laughs> not in his day. <laughs> but Rex... Well, racing was so much different work. in those days, because we didn't have sponsors and money like you have today.
3: Well, you uh, you started back in Taylorsville, North Carolina, which I guess... A lot of people think about uh, Harry Gantt when they hear that, but Rex, right now, you write a lot about the family farm, and even towards the end of the book, which I realize was written quite a while back, uh, but uh, is your family farm still there? My, my family car? Yeah, the farm, your farm that you grew up on in Taylorsville.
1: Yeah, still here, is that- and my niece and her husband lives here.
3: Oh, okay. So, is that where you are right now on your family farm?
1: That, that, that's it, L, L, Alexander County.
3: Okay, so so you've been. I mean, that's the the same location you grew up on, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that, that's fantastic that it you know it stayed in your family and you're <laughs> and you uh, you started out there and now you're back there again. That's that's some, really it's kind of amazing. A,
1: a, a long road and to wind up back where I grew up.
3: I think that's
4: great, Rex. I think that's the way it's supposed to be.
3: Well, it just doesn't work out that way all the time. I can't tell you that. Not all the
4: time, but it, it, <laughs> no. it, it's it's good. It works. It works that way, Rex. We know we got a race coming up up at Bristol, and I know you've been around Bristol a bunch. What do you think about this dirt thing? I mean, they should be able to do it. Shouldn't they? Y'all had to do it. Y'all had to run around dirt well,
1: all the time. I don't, I don't know exactly. Putting the dirt on top of asphalt and what winds up, how you have to deal with it, uh, it could wind up to be a pretty good show. Or it could be uh, somebody just hit the right setup and run away with the thing. Bristol's a funny racetrack, and you're, you're running fast there, and I, I don't know exactly what dirt's going to do to it. <laughs> but but, t- but go we'll ahead. just have to wait and see.
3: Yeah. Rex, you uh, did you have much luck at Bristol? I, I meant to look that up. I know you told me when I told you about we wanted to get some of your talking about dirt track. and You said you had the convertible race at Hickory won by seven laps one time.
1: Yeah. It was a, it was a rain out, and uh, they cleared off, and the racetrack was in such a mess that they about canceled it. Decided to run it, and uh, everybody warmed up a little bit, and the, the racetrack was totally muddy. And uh, Curtis and Joe and uh, were running convertibles, and they run, and everybody matted their radiators up and run hot. So anyway, when they dropped the flag, I don't remember where I started. I went to the rear and didn't let, didn't follow nobody, and didn't let my radiator up wound up seven
3: laps in the lead. That's amazing. Now, you, uh, uh, from 1958 until 1963, I believe, or 62, you won a race every year, uh, 28 of them in all, and nobody during that time span, and you're talking about some real good drivers, Lee Petty and Richard coming up, and, of course, Weatherly and Jack Smith, and all those famous, you know, of Fame drivers. You won more races than any of them in those days, driving that gorgeous gold and white Chevy number four.
1: Yeah, I had a, a, a great three or four years there, and uh, it uh, was quite a record.
3: Now, when you, uh, um, the year before that in 1957, and I, a lot of this jogged my memory from reading your book over the the last week. You, uh, you were. With, in 57 with those uh, just like an all-star team running those 57 Chevrolets um, out of uh, out of Atlanta and uh, it, from what you said in your book that's uh, with all you guys living in the same house that's when you learned uh, what a house of ill repute was
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that sounds
1: like him Rex you
4: didn't say that did you yeah seven guys
1: in the same address <laughs> Uh, that was kind of wild. Now,
3: who who all... Did, did you did you have living in there with you? <laughs> you can't spill all of them. But... Uh, who all anyway,
1: did you? Anyway, uh, it was... 57 uh, 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 really was a pretty good year for me. Chevrolet, uh closed up, and I wound up with a car and won some more races. And Anyway, it... Uh, but it, it ended and was a heck of a deal. I, uh, my salary was 650 a month, plus I hired on as a welder and got 650 for that. And then Jim Rathman got hired as our leader, and uh, so he fired me, and I, I lost my welding job, and... <laughs> But uh six hundred fifty in those days was a lot of money and uh, it was uh, uh, I never had dealt with that kind of money per month or year or whatever
3: now uh who maybe you didn't hear me who, who are the other drivers that lived there with with you in that house?
1: Uh, Bob Walburn and Possum Jones was was the three race car drivers uh, Paul McSie B- lived there which was a mechanic from Georgia, and uh, Glenn Petty, which was a cousin of Lee Petty. Uh, no, of uh, Julie Petty, not Lee Petty. Would you- and, uh, and Baldus was a welder that they later on hired, and we all lived in that same house,
3: and but the neighbors they're the ones that complained to the police, right, and said that they thought it was a house of ill repute with all these <laughs> young men running in and out of it and driving up <laughs> in the yard and everything
1: well I, we our pay got delayed some way or another, and uh so we we were uh, running out of money, and uh, I took the pickup truck. And went to the house and loaded up pop bottles. And I had enough pop bottles that I got $35 in, in, in for the seven-up bottles and all that stuff. And, and great big bottles. And uh, and we all cooked and ate Spanish rice. Baldus was a welder, but he was also a cook.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and you all ate a lot of Spanish rice. And that's... Uh that was in Atlanta. That the chapters you write um, in your book about those days are just amazing with the the, the hardships. Now you, you um, but but after that, when did you get to Spartanburg? About nineteen fifty
1: nine. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, ha- I was living in Riverdale, Maryland. Uh, I wasn't. I, uh, that's where my shop was. And I built a car for a guy named Dave White, 58 Chevrolet. And uh, I got Louis Cummins to come up and help me build that car. And then later on, Louis had five kids. It was a lot easier for me to move to Spartanburg than it was for him to move to Maryland. So that's when I decided to move to Spartanburg.
3: Well, we're glad you did, and I can tell you that... uh I've always claimed you as being from Spartanburg. I know you didn't you weren't born here and you spent a lot of time in Maryland, but as far as I'm concerned you're a you're a, one of our Hall of Fame Spartanburg drivers just like Bud Moore and David Pearson and Cotton Owens and I even count Buck Baker cuz he used to live down the street from me one time. So uh as far as I'm concerned all you guys are from Spartanburg whether you spent most of your time here or not and and we're real proud of you and and your of course your garage is still over there on White Avenue.
1: Yeah, well, well i still there. I ain't been there in quite a while. I guess it's true. maybe it's still there. I don't know. Well, you know,
3: it, it is still there because I went by it not too long ago, and I, and I just remembered the day that you called me up and you, uh, I guess they were doing some sort of documentary or something, and you and Slick Owens were over there, and you called me up to meet you over there, and y'all just walked around, and the the guy doing the documentary, I think he did he did a lot of filming and interviewing, but. uh that that was a that memory means a lot to me that first that you called me up and second that uh, uh just being with y'all when you walked around that shop that you worked in so many years ago.
1: Yeah, see was quite a hub at, at one time for drivers. Uh Fitzstone, Tommy Irwin, Cotton Orange, uh uh Jack Smith now, Joe Joe Eubanks, yeah. All was from Spartanburg.
3: And uh and you actually um uh, you actually got James Hilton started, did you not?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Frankie Schneider uh had a piece of property in Tampa, Florida, and James was a plumber at that time. And uh that's how I met him and when Louie and I got where we just couldn't keep up with the amount of work I called James up and asked if he wanted to go to work for him, and he said, yeah. And so, anyway, that's how we got, got together, through Frankie Schneider.
3: Yeah, and, uh, of course, James Hilton, I guess he always had a hankering to drive himself and, uh, and eventually didn't, was a, a heck of a race driver. But I think a lot of people don't know, if they look closely on the side of your car, it says uh, a lot of them say uh, Lewis Clements and uh, James Hilton as the mechanics.
1: And, and of course, Crawford opened up that engine shop before he passed away. And uh, his, uh, that's still a running business there in Spartanburg and a, a big business. It
4: really is. don't and him done a heck of a job with that. Uh, Crawford's kids and uh,
1: they've really, A lot of, a lot of, really of the a uh, lot lower of classes things. of racing and dirt cars and uh, late models and everything run Clements Engines.
3: Yeah, and you know Jeremy, I was we were talking to him not long ago, and he's having a real good year in Xfinity right now. And uh, he did a tribute car to you at Darlington one year with the the beautiful golden yeah. white paint job with the with the red numbers only He's not four; he's fifty one. But that was a uh, um, you always had the prettiest car, wrecks, I tell you. And Alan Hill, who's sitting here with us, uh, whose brother Mike Hill worked for Junior Johnson, but he and his dad raced and. He showed me a picture last week, I think, of a uh, like their first short, one of their early short track cars, and they painted it white and gold. Kind of, kind of
5: following you guys. And Ken Miller built a motor for it, Rex.
1: Yeah, Jeremy was very lucky to be still running. He had a serious accident in the race car. That's right. And messed his hand up, and they. Took his hand and put it inside his stomach and sewed that up and let it heal and and saved it. But otherwise, he would have he would have lost his hand.
3: Yeah, I think the drive shaft came up through the through the Floor. floorboard
1: or something.
4: Yeah. yeah, that that's what happened on that deal, Rex.
3: Let me ask you one question, and
4: I think we touched on this one time before in an interview, but uh, y'all ran the Chevrolet. And wasn't it a 348? Or, I mean, what I'm trying to remember this what the cubic inches of the horsepower was, but I do remember that y'all were kind of at RPM disadvantage with that motor, but y'all still run awful good with it. Uh, but I often wonder, you know, uh, was y'all getting help from Chevrolet to to, to run at that time? Or, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Crawford and those guys, and then. You know, y'all, y'all
1: had them well, running it, good, but we, we, uh, when they come out with the 427 Chevrolet <laughs> engine uh, was great. I tested it at Mesa, Arizona, a lot, and uh, anyway, right before the Daytona race, they decided to get out of racing and just packed their bag and went home, and really uh, was a blow to my. Uh, association with them and wound up uh, running it until July and I left that and went to Mercury and Mercury wasn't that good a race car at the time and I had trouble adjusting to it going back from uh, coil Springs to Leaf Springs and getting the car to handle so it wasn't a very good switch for me
3: well, Rex, I tell you, I, I, all the things you talk about are just fascinating, and and I I love to hear your stories. We're up against a break right now, though, and we're going to have to let you go. But I want to ask you um, if you remembered your chauffeur that you had in Spartanburg back a few years ago.
1: I do. I had broke my leg, and uh, I couldn't walk. And uh, <laughs> you, your son... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jake... Was my
3: chauffeur. We had that thing at the Chapman Center on the history of stock car racing in Spartanburg County. And uh, Rex had a broken leg and needed a wheelchair. And I got my mom's old wheelchair and, and uh, put a cushion in it. And and Jake pushed Rex around for two days. And Rex called Jake <laughs> his chauffeur. And now, uh, now Jake, of course, is a sergeant in the Marine Corps. And uh, I sort of like the sergeant, the champ, as far as I'm concerned. Y'all were a good pair. <laughs> he done a good job. Well, Rex, we're going to let you go. Thank you so much for coming on. I, I love hearing your stories, and uh, we—I um, don't know why we didn't have you last year, but we got you this year, and uh, hopefully, we can maybe do it again someday.
1: I, I, I'm looking forward, Perry. Anyway, thanks for having me on.
3: Okay, a lot of people in Spartanburg love you, including all of us here at Start Your Engines, and uh, you take care of yourself.
1: You do the same.
3: Okay, thank you. That's Rex White. I mean, Stout ain't ninety-one years old. I mean, you got to cut him a little bit of slack because I think sometimes he didn't understand the question, and you know, but 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 he did understand them and and answered almost. I'd say he did (laughs) as good as I could have done. And I'm sixty-nine, so he's uh, Rex is ninety-one years old, and all of these people that he talked about, you know, and everybody's gone but Rex. Just about. I mean, who's still around? It's that old. uh, Leonard Wood may be closer, but you know, oh Leonard's coming up. We'll get, we got to not not today, but yeah, we'll get Leonard in a couple of weeks. But anyway, yeah. Rex White spent a lot of time in Spartanburg, and we love him. And uh, I'll always have Rex on. I I hope, uh, and, and he's still on his farm that he grew up on when it didn't have electricity or plumbing, and he had to go out and and uh, feed the cows and slop the hogs and all that stuff. And he's still there, so. Uh, that was just a great interview, and I love Rex. So let's right. take our final break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk to Anton Vestal from the Bristol Motor Speedway. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on
0: Fox Sports 1498 3 FM.
9: Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership, family-owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie handpicks every vehicle and posts the best prices up front at impexpreowned.com Find the car, truck, or SUV of your dreams at a price you can afford at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned.
7: You all Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane
0: in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of
8: propane accessories, such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is
0: running low, call and you'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside presented by Phillips and Law in Fuel of Chesney as a new day in time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Well, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports ninety eight three FM. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts, with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848.
8: So you've heard me tell you these past few months about the best snack store in Spartanburg, Colonel Time. Well, now it's even better. Try over 80. That's right, 80 different flavors of the best sweet and savory popcorn I've ever had. They've got ice Cream, chocolates, gummies, rock candy, and now they've got sauces and jellies. Did I mention ice cream cakes? This place has everything, and when we want to have a movie night at our house or reward a good report card, or just want something sweet like our favorite, the Oreo popcorn, our family goes to Colonel Time on Reedville Road.
3: back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, and it's my great pleasure to welcome to the show Anthony Vestal, Director of Communications at the Bristol Motor Speedway. Good morning, Anthony.
10: Hey, guys. Thanks. For, everything's going well there.
3: Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. I'm glad Greg could get us a good thanks. guest to tell us about what in the world is going on at Bristol. Let's Y'all already had a lot of action up there, haven't you?
10: Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're we're the world's busiest dirt track right now, <laughs> so you. it's... uh. Kind of, kind of crazy for people who know about Bristol with the concrete, but yeah, for a couple of months here, twenty twenty one, we're just uh, got all kinds of dirt racing going on, and we're in the middle of the the uh, Carl Customs Bristol Dirt Nationals right now. Got over twelve hundred racers here, and wow, had some thrilling racing last night, and we're going to have more tonight. There's a big uh, fifty thousand dollar to win forty lap super late model feature here, and a uh, couple of we got a few uh, cup racers. That are uh, in that as well, Kyle Larson, uh, Chase Elliott, and Kyle Busch. So uh, Austin Dillon will be racing here tonight too in the uh, six oh four late models. So uh, we've got uh, you know, and Dillon won on Tuesday. So there's been and Kyle Larson finished second last night. So lots of uh, lots of action going on all week here for this race.
3: I should say so. Now we've got Alan Hill here with us. I know you know Greg. Alan's here yep. with us, and he's our local dirt track expert. In fact, this is a- yeah. His brother worked for Junior Johnson for years and is down in Sebring with the Cadillac. Yeah. But, um, Alan, did you told me you s- people were getting in contact with you
5: to get some dirt gears or something, right? Uh, yeah, the different divisions up there. They just will not know if I had different gears because most of our racetracks down here are only three-eighths of a mile. And whenever you're going up there to Bristol, it's a little bit longer, and most of our boys don't have any type of a gear.
10: Yeah, a couple of the drivers were talking about that. The guy who won last night, the Super Late Model race, uh, we had a ten thousand to win, twenty five lapper, Chris Ferguson. He was talking about how he likes to to race on the uh, half mile tracks and and really loves the speed that it produces. And uh, but you got to be careful as a driver when you're not used to running the half mile because you you know you got to figure out how to pick your lines because one little bobble and you lose a lot of time and a lot of track.
3: Position. Now, what kind of? I mean did I hear right they're getting around there uh, about 15 seconds
10: uh, a little bit more than that yeah it's uh, our banking now back when we did dirt in 2000 2001 um, they learned from that and this year they made the banking about 19 degrees so we put in about 10 feet of still dirt in the in the corners where we usually have about 28 degrees of banking for the concrete but they uh, put in the field dirt, widened it out. It's about 50 feet wide of racing surface, and uh, the banking's about 19. So um, I, I guess the cars are a little bit slower now, but it just, uh, you know, makes for really good, tight racing. They still look fast. I mean, those super late models flying around here, it's something to see, I'll tell you.
3: I mean, I, I can promise you I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Seeing uh, anything run 15 seconds
4: around, around Bristol, Yeah, you're in awe. Yeah, I mean you're just it's just incredible. Go ahead, Perry. Just...
3: No, no, that's that's fine. I was just going to say that it is incredible, and um, so uh, the the big races are coming up next week. I, I know the well. I, I take that back. You got big races going on now, and I do not mean to belittle what what you what you've got now. But the cups and the trucks will be there. The cup cars and the trucks will be there next week. And um, can fans yeah, still they're... get tickets? Because that's going to be something to see. I, I mean, how can, uh, I how can think... people get in?
10: Friday, we have practice, uh, Bush's Beams practice day, where we're going to have two practice sessions for cup and truck. So it'll be a total of four practice sessions that day. So there's tickets left for that day for sure. Uh, The truck race with all these cup drivers entering it, we've had about six cup drivers that have entered the truck race in the last few days. So those tickets got gobbled up. Uh, We're pretty much sold out in that race. In the cup race, we were gone for our... Social distanced allotment that we can put in the grandstand in these times, uh, we were we were we were out of those probably a month ago. So um, yeah, the races there's a lot of excitement. A lot of uh, people are wanting to come out, and you know you can go to the Bristol Motor Speedway website and try to get tickets for Friday. Um, there might still be some left for Saturday, but it's going to be tight because there's a lot of uh, you know with uh, Kyle Larson and Ryan Newman and. Um, Bubba Wallace now and um you know, Chase Briscoe. There's just a bunch of cup drivers. Martin Truex Jr. They're running the truck race uh on Saturday night. So that race kinda went up on everybody's meter now. So it's it's gonna be a thrilling weekend and a historic weekend, you know. Fifty more than fifty years since uh, the cup series ran on dirt. That's so right. um so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be one for the for the memory books,
3: for sure. Well, every time, every year, we have Mike Helton on twice a year, to our first show and our last show. And Greg and I always ask him, can we ever get a dirt track race? Isn't that right, Greg? We do it every time. And,
4: uh, you know, Allen runs a very successful dirt car uh, around here. And like we always say, only real men can run dirt. And when you put dirt around someplace as fast as Bristol, you got to know what you're doing to go around the corners. And uh, I think it's going to be a highly watched event, and going to be a uh, something that fans haven't seen in a long time, and it's going to be good.
3: Anthony, um, now you were talking. Everybody knows Bristol. Uh, I don't know the exact number, but it's generally, I think, known that it holds over a hundred thousand people—the last great coliseum. But about how many are they uh, allowing you to have in there with the with the COVID restrictions?
10: Uh- Uh, 30,000. So we're, we're pretty much maxed, uh, both of the nights, Saturday and, or Sunday afternoon, Saturday night, and then Friday. Uh, we do have quite a few tickets left for that. Um, if people want to come out and watch the practice, if they just want to come out and check it out, it's only 15 bucks. Um, watch four practice sessions, get to see the, the cup drivers for the first time on the dirt. So, um, that'll be something, uh, interesting to see how that works out.
3: That's uh, 30,000, still a pretty good crowd.
4: Yeah, that's I, a pretty I mean, good crowd but I think they can hold uh, 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 Anthony, I mean, can, can't y'all hold up about 150 up there or something?
10: Oh, yeah, it's like, I think it's around 140 actually. Oh, but wow, I didn't you know, it know that with much. With the COVID, COVID regulations and everything, um, you know, the state and working with our county and the state and everything, uh, we still got mask mandates here. Um, so it's basically uh, you know going to be around 30 we're hoping to increase that number uh, for september when we have the playoffs come back here on the concrete uh for the bass pro shops entering a uh, night race
3: now i don't know if you can answer this i bet you can though since you're director of communications that you know they used to uh before covid you know they they televised every single practice session and every, and and everything on uh you know, whatever network was carrying it now, are y'all going to be able to it's tell them It's my about-
10: understanding, yeah, it's my understanding that FS1 is going to have the practice and the heat races on Saturday. So we're going to set the field with uh, heat races. There's going to be four 15-lap heat races in cup and four 15-lap heat races in truck random draw uh, for each of those. And they'll, um, that's how we'll set the field. So that's going to be on Saturday before the truck race, so... Saturday's ticket with the, you know, you got eight 15 lap qualifying heat races, and then you got the 150 lap truck, pinties, uh truck race on dirt. So that was, that's what I was saying a while ago. Those tickets started going like crazy. So,
3: Anthony, that's going to be crazy. I mean, those <laughs> 15 laps with those cup drivers and truck drivers out there, and 15 laps to get something done. I mean, that is, I mean, that's going to be wild. I'm telling you, that is going to be wild.
10: Oh, yeah. No, there's no doubt about it. It's, it's going to be crazy just to, uh, you know, see what happens in that. And some of the drivers have been talking this week with the slower speeds that they expect in the heavier car on the dirt. They they think it's going to be similar to the old Bristol where you have, you know, lots lots more beating and banging than people are uh, have seen lately with a little bit of a wider track and more uh, more lines around the track on the concrete. I think that uh, some of those drivers are looking at uh, at least several of the drivers that have talked to media in the last week have said that, you know, there's probably going to be a lot of more gouging and bumping and banging going on. I did.
3: <laughs> gouging is a good yeah. way to put it. Now, <laughs> now Alan just, uh, earlier, he was talking about the, the some of the racing you've already had up there, and did, did I understand, did I understand him to say a 12-year-old one?
10: That is correct, yes. Yeah, we had a 12-year-old. Uh, win one of the uh uh qualifying features uh earlier in the week yeah he was um he was uh in great form so uh, <laughs> i guess you know. so and there was another 12 year old in that race too and those those two kids have been racing since they were like you know three and four years old go karts and and little midgets and stuff so was, so yeah they're and oh. that was in the six oh six oh two 602 late models is what uh is what that class was. It's one of the crate engine late bottle classes.
3: When I was 12 years old, I was pushing cars around in the dirt in my backyard.
10: Yeah, I was mowing people's lawns. That's <laughs> not the only equipment I was able to operate at that age.
3: Uh, now, I got one another question for you here. Where did you get the dirt from?
10: Well, that's a good question. We've got uh, the base layer was the same dirt that was used in 2000 and 2001. We had it stored... Um, down the road here a few miles so we used all that dirt just to build up like i was saying the 10 foot you know corners and everything and then the a uh, lot of research went into it steve swift our speedway motorsports uh, director of our vice senior vice president actually of operations and development he found the the dirt working with a lot of different experts and stuff it was actually right here It's bluff city red clay is what they call it so it's um, about eight miles away from the track here. So they were able to find that, and that's the that's the
4: actual top race layer. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, Andy, does the, uh, is it affect it if you're putting, obviously you're putting the, the dirt on top of pavement and that sort of thing. Do you still use the calcium uh, carbonate? We do. To bring, and we to bring the have water the up? I mean, I don't know if the pavement being under it, I mean, yep. how thick actually is it, about two and, yep. and a half but feet we, of dirt?
10: Yeah, we actually have um, a layer of sawdust is down, wow. uh, is the first layer. So they put that down to help with the cleanup afterwards, but a full layer of sawdust all the way around the track, and then the dirt is on top of that.
3: So, like a carnival.
10: <laughs> <laughs> carnival of speed. Yeah, Look. so that's that's a good way of putting it. But um, yeah, it's uh, sawdust and then the, the base layer of dirt, and then the race layer of dirt, and then we do have Uh, some lime stone in that mix there's lots of different things they put into the dirt too you know along with lots of water we've got a couple of water trucks here helping us out so but yeah it's been a fun weekend and or a fun week i should say this this started last weekend actually with uh practice two days of practice last saturday and sunday and it's been all week so it's it's been a marathon of uh dirt racing here the dirt nationals and then You know, we'll go into next weekend with the uh, NASCAR uh, racing for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then in a few weeks, August 8th through the 10th, we've got the World of Outlaws late model series coming here. And then two weeks after that, August 22nd through the 24th, we've got the World of Outlaws sprint cars. So a lot of dirt racing coming up here uh, uh, in the next uh, several weeks.
5: Yeah, I, I think I just, this is Alan, I love dirt. I think I just leave it dirt.
10: <laughs> <laughs> We've had some people say that. There's been several drivers that have said that. It's um, kind of interesting. But well, um, well speaking
3: of that, uh, Ronnie Black, who is one of our, uh, who is our producer, uh, is not in the studio today. But um, he just texted me. He wants to know how long it will take to convert it back to concrete.
10: Um, our Steve Swift, the guy I was talking about earlier, he's been the lead project guy on this. He was saying about two weeks, oh. and it's. He said it'll only take a day or two to get all the dirt out, but then it's the the pressure washing. It's going to take probably the rest of the two weeks is to multiple times of pressure washing everything from the grandstands to the to the racetrack to the infield, just everything because the dirt just gets everywhere, and you know that's going to be the that's going to be the biggest thing. And I'm sure they'll be pressure washing it all the way up to probably. You know, who knows when, probably August, I would say. You never know, but uh as uh hard as our operations team here works, I'm sure they'll get it back in, in t- top shape for sure. And, um you know, we've got a lot of fans. We've sold a lot of tickets already for the uh, night race, and everybody loves the night race. It's yep. one of the most popular events on the circuit, and now with the playoffs in it and everything, I mean, just uh, ramps it up even more.
3: Well, you know, we we're, we've been talking about this for a long time, uh, you know, a couple of weeks, and especially since it hit the schedule last year, and we saw it was going to happen. Uh, I can't believe it's about here now, but um, I guess there's a whole bunch of tire engineers running around there. Uh, Good Goodyear, of course, does the cup in the trucks, and I didn't know uh, if you got Hoosier people with the with the. Uh, the late models that are there, I mean, there, how many, there's got to be a lot of different tire companies interested in this.
10: Um, that's a question I'm not sure about. I, I, I haven't heard anything about that. Um, so our race uh, uh, person, Brandon, uh, would probably be the person that would know all about that, but I haven't really uh, interacted with anybody from that standpoint. So I'm sure, like you said, I'm sure they're here, but...
3: But if they are, I haven't
4: really heard anything about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Anthony, uh, you got one more thing, yeah, right? Uh, real hey, quick, real quick. Okay. And it was about the tires. Uh, uh, Anthony, I remember uh, back in old days, it, the Firestone had a dirt tire that was always seemed like it a little bit better in Goodyear. And we actually used the Firestone car tire on the dirt track, the rain tire on the Trans Ams. And, huh. and, and it worked. It, it was a good tire. I didn't know... I'm sure y'all got to have grooves on the tires and, and and something figured out different in this running slicks, but uh, th- that's going to be interesting. But yep, yeah, per-
10: yeah. kind The only thing on. I know about tires is uh, Jonathan Davenport, who's like a three time national champ in those dirt super late models. Last night he finished third, and he said that he went to a softer tire after he saw the conditions change a little bit
3: yesterday. So that's really the only thing I've heard anybody say about tires all week was that he just. He said that that helped him a lot, and if it was a longer run, he felt like he would have won the race. Well, Anthony, I tell you what, it's great having you on. Greg did a outstanding job to to get you for the show. And, um, you know, we may just have to talk to you again after this thing's over That'd be with. That'd and, uh, and, sure. and see how, after we see what how it works and, and how it all came out uh, after it was over with. And, uh, of course, we'd love to have you back on again uh, in August for your night race.
10: Yeah, I look forward to that. That'd be great.
3: Okay. Anthony, best of luck to you next week, and I can promise you there are going to be thousands of eyeballs watching this one.
10: Yeah, we hope everybody will, and we appreciate everything you guys do for motorsports.
3: Well, thank you, and we'll have All you right. back on uh, as uh, time uh, allows us to, and and uh, it's, look, we look forward to it. Great interview, right. and you're very well-spoken. We appreciate you coming on.
10: Yep, definitely. Thank you, guys. Okay. Take care.
3: Thank you. That's Anthony Vestal from... Uh, Head of communication at Bristol, Greg. That was a good job. I, I hated to cut you off, but we no, are,
4: I was fine. We're running low on the.
3: Floor. We are, and I'm about three minutes behind now. So let's get these last breaks in, and and I'll uh, he's uh, he's a good. One. I'll uh, a I'll real. wrap up the show with some points and TV and everything else we usually do at the end of the show. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg
8: where's the greatest return on your tax dollars Elite Audio where we offer the best in car audio, video, navigation and custom design systems that are one of a kind if you're like me you spend a lot of time in your car so make it safe with hands free bluetooth and keep the kids entertained with a mobile video system. The look of your ride is just as important as how it sounds. We also do wheels tires and accessories. Over 80 wheels on display at Elite Audio on Asheville Highway in Spartanburg. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and check us out on the web at EliteAudioOnline.com You dream
9: it we build it. Business owners have
0: Baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside presented by Phillips and Law in Fuel of Chesney as a new day in time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Well, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports fourteen hundred and ninety eight three FM.
8: Think of it as a delicious, delightful, delectable dilemma. See, right now at McDonald's, it's your choice. Either the cheesy McDouble or the six-piece chicken McNuggets. Or maybe you should go with the new hot and spicy McChicken sandwich. Or the perfectly golden small fries. Yep, any two for $3. Mix and match your faves. And all you have to do is choose. Um, you do have to choose. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Valid when product served.
3: think that song would be suited for a little later on in the year since it's uh, first day of spring and it's what probably still in the 40s out there or something but uh let's uh see what happened last week now we've uh, we haven't really gone over the cup race but we did pick a winner Martin Truex was picked by uh um Ronnie he won the race and uh for Joe Gibbs Racing and uh, uh, they, he you know sort of Dominated the end of it. I didn't have much doubt that he was going to win. Logano finished second, and he wasn't exactly running him down. Denny Hamlin was third. Keselowski's fourth. So in your first four finishers, you got Toyotas from Gibbs and Fords from Penske. Fifth was Chase Elliott. Sixth, Kevin Harvick. Seventh, Kyle Larson. Eighth, William Byron. Ninth, Christopher Bell. And tenth, Ryan Blaney. Um, Looking at how the point standings are now after... And this is the playoff standings. Martin Truex jumped all the way from wherever he was to the point lead. Uh, of course, your first five guys all are there because they won a race, and the rest of the points is how they uh, divide up the the uh, stage points to to rank the rest of them. Truex has got a one point lead over Kyle Larson, so it's very close there. Third is Christopher Bell. He's third. He's twenty. Uh, 20- he's thirteen points back. Fourth is William Byron. Fifth, Michael McDowell. I don't, not gonna say that Michael McDowell's starting to fade a little bit, but you know he was, he stayed hot for the first two or three races, and now he's sort of falling back. When we get to these,
5: uh, these other tracks, you know, that are more established on the tour, I'd say. And I did notice that they uh, kind of announced that just because you won a race. Does oh. it really mean you're in the playoffs? Well, that's absolutely true. And no, I hadn't heard that mentioned.
3: And I'm glad you brought that up. You could, uh,
5: if they get 17, 18 winners, yep. you might not be able. I think they should. I think if you win the race, you should get in, but eliminate, you know, more than four. Yeah. After the first cutoff. If they got, you know, 17, yeah. they should, you That 17 race. Yeah. Well, we'll see what
3: happens there. They, they got five so far, so. And um, in five races, the the rest of the point standings with the guys that haven't won a race yet, Denny Hamlin is sixth, Brad Keselowski is seventh, Logano is eighth, Chase Elliott is ninth, Kevin Harvick is tenth, eleventh is Kurt Busch, twelfth is Austin Dillon, thirteenth, Ryan Blaney, fourteenth, Ryan Priest, fifteenth, Kyle Busch, and sixteenth is Ricky Stenhouse. So uh, that's how it's going in cup and I tell you what, there's no telling what's going to happen after next week with all these
5: guys. Uh, well, well, they're talking about having these heat races, but that's going to be crazy. You, but you still got your charters. Yeah. Now, tonight, this super late motor race up there where they got 80 cars and they're going to have eight heat races and they only going to take the top four, Yeah. you're going to see some racing going on. Well, I'm telling you, they're going to have to. That's uh, swear, they're going to
3: have to have backup cars or something because they're going to tear cars up in these. Cup heat races? I mean,
5: they better <laughs> well, bring two. That's, just, that's kind of more or less your starting position in your in your pit. How many laps is this race going to be? I, um, I have not heard yet. you know, talking about they, the one next week? Yes. Don't uh, dirt. How many, how many laps is these NASCAR boys going to do? I they'll, probably, they'll probably get out. If they have a 500-lap race on dirt, they'll have to stop and give these boys a break for a little while because uh, they're going to get out sweating like they used to. Uh, it says here... <laughs> Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't say, but doesn't we will we, we'll know by next week. I don't yeah. know. We'll That's, know by next week. Uh, I think they've been holding this a secret. They have just been announcing this is going to be a dirt race, but they hadn't really announced how many laps this is going to be.
3: Five hundred would be too a
5: whole bunch. <laughs> and
3: uh, okay, so let's move to Xfinity here, where Jeremy Clements had himself in a position last week to be uh, to have a really really good finish. He was running eighth there, very and. and he wasn't going to catch 7th, and ninth wasn't going to catch him. He had 8th in the bag, and they had that caution with a few laps to go, three or four laps to go. And uh, he restarted 10th, and then they got all jammed up and started wrecking in front of him, started wrecking behind him. He didn't hit anything, or if he did, it wasn't very hard, but he it just wasn't able to improve. I think he said on uh, Open Mic Daily this week that he got in the wrong lane if he'd have stayed high. Uh, but uh, with cars all over the track, you... you, you it's a split-second decision, and he still had a good
5: finish. Well, you see, Joy Logano said that after the race. He let Martin Truex have that outside. He dove through that dog leg, and Martin Truex is still on the outside. Whenever he got to the turn, Joy said, I knew I was in trouble. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lane choice now is another thing that they kind of put into the program. Yeah, and that, that comes from the short track, and they all
3: probably have experienced it, but not lately. But now they're experiencing it just about every week. So... Uh, Austin Cendrick won the race and you know he's in the cup race uh, at uh, today or tomorrow in at Atlanta. He's driving a Penske car and uh, I mean I, I toyed with the idea of picking him but I wasn't going to pick uh, anybody over Chase Elliott since Chase is sort of this Atlanta where he lives <laughs> practically so uh,
1: um,
3: but it'll be interesting to see how Sendrick does in the cup race. But anyway the Xfinity race last week and the uh, very familiar. Call eight one one before you dig two hundred. Um, Austin Cedric won it, of course, driving for Penske. Ty Gibbs, uh, who, who is the who's on the way. That's all I can say. He is on the way. He finished second, driving for Gibbs. Um, Brandon Brown was third, and that's the guy we talked about last week. That always seems to be a thorn in Jeremy's side with, with a. Pretty much an unsponsored car,
5: that number 68. Did you want to say something? Um, I was just, I just more impressed with Ty Gibbs. It showed that, like he was talking about that late race, Carlson. It showed him getting off down in that corner, and he just kind of checked up and let that boy just dive right off in front of him and took the other two cars to the outside wall, and he just turned left and went right up underneath them. Yep. And you talking about a young boy with, I mean, sometimes, I don't know what it is. He can just see it coming before it gets there. Yeah. Well, he's, uh, he's got a future
3: ahead of him, that's for sure. And, I, and uh, you're going to hear a lot more about Ty Gibbs, probably today. Uh, anyway, Ty Gibbs was second. Brandon Brown, third. Riley Herbst is fourth. A.J. Almondinger was fifth. Jeb Burton was sixth. Bailey Curry and number 74. I saw that car out there, but he, uh, he started 29th and had a, just a fantastic finish. That's for Mike Harmon, who's usually at the back of the pack. Eighth is Justin Allgaier, ninth was Brett Moffitt, and tenth was Jeremy Clements. So, Jeremy, the way the points shake out after that race, um, uh, let me get it here. He's still in tenth place. However, as happened the week before, the cars in front of him sort of sort of bunched up. Austin Sindrick is the points leader, and he's got a 47-point lead over Daniel Hemrick who has another 29-point lead over Jeff Bert, Jeb Burton. But after that, it's real close with uh, Almondinger fourth, Harrison Burton fifth, Brandon Jones sixth, Myatt Snyder seventh, tied with Justin Haley, Brandon Brown ninth, and Jeremy Clements is tenth. And he's 114 points out of the lead. He's three points out of ninth. He's 15 points out of seventh. And um, 19 points out of sixth. So, I mean, he can jump. He could jump a bunch of spots real quick there. Looking at the starting lineup for the day for today's race, which is at 5 o'clock, Jeremy is starting 10th. Sendrick is on the pole, and it's pretty much the way they're lined up in the point standings, and I won't read them out again. But Jeremy starts 10th, and um, I think Lana, I hope that's a good track for him. Uh, let me back up here just a second, because I do have the starting lineup also for the cup race that I neglected to mention. Uh, and it's pretty much lined up like they finished last week, it seems like. Uh, Denny Hamlin is first, uh, is on the pole. Martin Truex, second. Logano is third. Keslowski fourth. Chase Elliott, fifth. Kyle Larson, sixth. Kevin Harvick, seventh. Outside of row four is Christopher Bell. And the fifth row is William Byron and Ryan Blaney. Blaney's going to want to race one of these days. And there's, uh, looks like we got 39 cars in this race with Austin Sendrick starting last Um, because he's got no points. He's never been in a cup race before. 2.30 today, we got the trucks. Let me get through this quickly. Um, John Hunter Nemechek, they didn't run last week. John Hunter Nemechek is the points leader. Uh, Ahead of Ben Rhodes, Sheldon Creed, Matt Crafton, Chandler Smith, and Stuart Friesen, the Canadian, who's been doing a lot of racing around here, you tell me. Um, And they line up. Nemechek's on the pole. Kyle Busch is second. Matt Crafton third. Friesen fourth. Ben Rhodes 5th, and Austin Hill 6th, and it's going to get wild next week on the dirt because, as uh, Anthony
5: Vestal just told us, a lot of these cup guys are getting them a truck. <laughs> they get them a truck, and they move back down, and they do make it interesting for the boys that's back there. I ain't going to say making the field, but sometimes I don't think it's right that these boys can drop back in there and, and you know, take. I ain't going to say take the money back. Well, that's pretty that's, much I mean, the way I, it is. But that's pretty much. Yep. Well, we'll we'll see how much the dirt evens out. Uh,
3: Kyle Busch's usual dominance in these things. A uh, Rowdy Bush might be in the in the concrete early. And the last thing I want to touch on here, or about the last thing, of course, haven't heard anything lately. But they're now over a well over an hour into the second hour down at Sebring. I don't know how it's going, but. Uh, like I, like I said earlier, it didn't take long for Jimmy Johnson to crash the Allied car, the Allied car. So maybe he's, uh, um, they got somebody else in there and they got it repaired. We'll just have to find that out. Television, uh, I think I already went over this earlier, but until 12 o'clock, MSNBC or NBCSN has the 12 hours of Sebring. Then they'll go for seven hours over to NBC sports app. And then they'll come back at 7 o'clock for the finish of the race on NBCSN. The uh, Camping World Truck Series runs on FS1 today at 2.30. And then at 5, uh, the um, Xfinity Series on FS1. So, uh, boys, that's it. That was an action-packed show. We got about a minute and a half here. Greg, uh, oh, let me say one thing. Lanny McKinney uh, has our Facebook uh, page he keeps up for us in the budmore engineering website and we uh appreciate everything lanny does lanny i think i got it all uh recorded and everything so this will be the first weekend we haven't stopped by for either you or me having a problem um greg uh say goodbye
4: well i think that we had a good show and everybody's anticipating this dirt race up at bristol uh, we're getting a handle on on this virus thing. People are getting inoculated, and everything's gradually going by an almost beautiful day. Happy birthday. Uh, well, well, that'll be Monday, and that's when I get my first shot. So, okay. so maybe that, that,
3: that, that, that's good luck, I good, hope. Good to be shot on your birthday, and we'll wish you in advance.
5: Uh, Alan, a couple... Go Ten seconds? Uh, go. 15, got, got 20? Harris. We got Harris racing this tonight. Yeah. So uh, There's some local racing going on around right here. Then we got... Uh, next week, starting on uh, starting on Friday, we got uh, Cherokee Speedway with a big thirty thousand dollars race. And didn't Hank Gaiten say he was going to do something at Greer. Got five thousand dollars next Saturday at, at Greer Dragway. So uh, get out here and support your local racetracks. If you don't, they'll go to the wayside. Well, I
3: tell you what we uh, we will have some good guests for you next week. I know uh, Greg's got several irons in the fire, and we'll get somebody good for sure and talk a lot of dirt racing. I'll try to give us a little history of uh, dirt racing in the past and the last dirt race they actually had. So thank you very much. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Natalie, get our table ready. We're on the way. And till then, keep it between the fences. Woo!
0: Your home for the herd with Colin Cowherd. Weekdays at noon is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3.